Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Good morning, good day, good evening, and good night. My name is Adam Jones. Today we are reviewing a book by Naomi Simpson, Ready to Soar. Turn your brilliant idea into a business you love. So Naomi Simpson is a shark on Shark Tank Australia. She is Australia's number one LinkedIn profile, and she found a business called Red Balloon, uh, which is like online experiences, like, I don't know, going for a massage date in the hills or going to a winery or things like that. It's just up till t- starting in 2001 and up till 2015, sold 3 million of those experiences. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of her from overseas, she's a big dog in Australia. We interviewed Janine Ellis a little while ago, mm. who's also a shark who started Boost Juice. So um, kind of a similar book to what she had. It's kind of for the person who's just looking to start out and start their whole journey into business. So yeah. a lot of it's kind of elementary. It doesn't really dive deep into a lot of things, but um, there's some things to learn. Yeah, definitely. Now, a bit like hundred dollar startup as, as well. I feel like I don't know who it's for. In that, if it's someone, if it's something for someone brand new, it's too, too much. I think. But if it's like there's too much info, too detailed stuff that you don't need to know at the very start. But for someone who's already in it, it's probably basic stuff. So, yeah. but anyway. Mate, we'll try and get the cream. It's <laughs> yeah, no. we'll Mate, there's, and... there's plenty of cream. Though, there's there's there. a bit of cream in there, so it's all about the cream today. Yeah, um, definitely. And basically, so she starts off just saying, look, if, if you have an idea or a vision or you simply want to be your own boss, maybe you, know, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to lead a business, you want to create something truly worthwhile and valuable, or like if you want you know, to make the world a better place, this is sort of the book for you. This is something you need to be doing. Yeah. And she, what I like she says at the start is it's all about um, giving it a crack, just mm. going out there and having a, having a crack at it, and that's what it's all yeah. about. You might no, fuck it all up and you might fail, <laughs> but um, at, at least taking a swing is the yeah, most important like thing it. from Naomi's swing, point mate. of view. You might strike out or you might hit a single or you might hit that home run. So why start a business? Um, I want to do what I love. I want to make a fortune. I want to live the dream. I want to be my own boss. My, do- my idea is brilliant. So, yeah, the book yeah. book's intention is to, yeah, get you started. Yeah. Man, I liked how she said that there's three things you need in life. You need a wishbone, you need a dream, a plan, or an idea. You need a backbone, you need the determination, persistence, and resilience to get things done, and you need a funny bone because, Ooh. you know, you need to have a bit of a laugh along the way or what's the point? Yeah, love it. So, yeah, it's broken up into three different parts. Part one is possibility, and the start is chapter one, the dream. And she's got at the start of every... Um, every chapter and definitely throughout the book she's got really sick quotes yeah and I guess I reckon all the best content is <laughs> most of the best content is actually the, the quotes, quotes from other people but that's alright if your dreams don't scare you, you uh, they are not big enough nice I also like the other quote that she said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step hmm. Yeah, so the harsh reality about dreams is no matter how vivid your dream and how much you think it's fantastic, it, it doesn't, just because it's a good dream doesn't mean it's a good business idea. Mm, exactly. And there's a, also a difference between a good idea and a viable idea in that just because something's good doesn't mean you can turn a business, um, make a business out of it. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. Naomi said she didn't find her thing like her big business until she was in her mid-30s. She was an employee before that. And so, basically, she was... I don't know. What I think she was saying was that, look, if you're in your like teens and 20s, then realize that there's no rush. It can still mm. happen later on. But also, if you're older than that, realize that you're not too old. It's not too late. You can still find something later in life to you know make an awesome business out of. Yeah, she had a look at some of the people, who, uh, what they were doing at age of 25. Donald Trump just took the reins of his father's company. 
Hillary Clinton just graduated. Ariana Huffington was a reporter. Mark Cuban was a bartender. Janine Alice was on a boat. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people, it might, it, it doesn't, you don't have to make it in your 20s. That's what she's essentially saying. Yeah, exactly. And another, she also gave a whole bunch of different um, stories and examples of entrepreneurs. And she was trying to find something, you know, what's the, something that all these entrepreneurs have in common? You know, are they all 25 year old white males who are just with rich parents? Or, you know, is there some kind of, characteristic or trait basically she said that everyone is different there's no like perfect entrepreneur and basically she said that the only thing they have is a clear sense of purpose deeply passionate and prepared to have a crack yeah so that pretty much that's all you need don't say that you can't do it because anyone can yeah and it's just just taking taking your first step so to, to achieve any dream you need to make the first step then a mm. second then a third they may be in a, in a bucket list, a someday maybe list or a dream catcher, but one day you get to start taking the first steps and then start tackling these dreams of yours. Yeah, I love it. Um, and we, we sometimes reference like the dream box because as you get older, mm. you might have these dreams when you're younger, but as you get older, you slowly close this dream box or things you think your life could be and all these possibilities. And then as you get older, it gets harder and harder to look inside yeah. this dream box <laughs> yeah. and you kind of start forgetting about it and then just going <laughs> through your day-to-day. So what she's saying is take some steps into some of the things you want your life to be about. Yeah, nice. And so she said like she had this dream. She wanted to change the world and sort of in her early days as an, uh, as an employee, they literally said to her, we don't want you to be creative. We don't want you to, to contribute your ideas. We just want you to do what we tell you to do. And that's mm. where she thought, that's definitely not fitting in line with my dream box. So at some point, I need to, you know, I can't close this dream box and never look in it again. I need to keep looking in there and eventually get out. Yeah, she took a chance and, uh, yeah, obviously worked out for her. So some of the no, thing- But it wasn't, I guess, it, yeah, she says a, a little bit about her. We'll interview her as well um, for a bit more of her story. But she basically, it wasn't an overnight success. She said it took her two months and four days to make her first sale for something she thought was going to be awesome and sell millions. It took her 10 years to make the first million sales and then two years to make the second million sales and then 18 months to make the third million sales. Yeah, so she she stresses on the importance of just having patience mm. as as a big thing. It's it's not going to all happen very quick. You got to think on the long term as opposed to just the short and medium term. Yeah, exactly. And she always says that everyone thinks about hockey stick growth and that it's sort of flat for a while and you just hit this inflection point where it hockey sticks straight up, um, mm. but that almost never happens. She said it's always about just slow, consistent growth, patience over time. Yep, and there's a few other things she points out here. So timing. And we'll, maybe you want to break into it, timing, urgency, um, timing and urgency. So uh, for a lot of things, timing is probably the biggest thing. So if you look at something like Google AdWords, if you first jumped into that, it might cost you five cents to mm. do what it takes to, uh, to spend $5 today. Yeah, correct. And then once early days, uh, there's, you know, I guess Blue Ocean, not many people doing it. It's cheap and easy to do it, but once everyone else starts getting there, there's a lot of competition. Mate, she says success comes down to two things. One is your ability to listen and respond and adapt, and one is your ability to trust yourself and those around you. Mm. Love it. So just what listening to your own intuition a little bit yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Um, with, yeah, with possibility, she says, if you look at a baby, you see a, a being of infinite possibility, and you, my question, like what road will they take, who will they meet, or what experiences they may have... Anything is possible. So at what point do we start limiting what we can do? Is it a big no at high school or a teacher or a parent? And mm. when do we become so scared of failure and mm. stop being stop taking risks? And she's you know, that's a bad thing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, did you have any more on chapter one or are we no. sort of blending there? So Matt, the first steps was chapter two. And basically the first thing you need to work out is um, 
does your idea make business sense? So there's a few things you need to try and, you know, I guess, ask yourself and work out is what will it sort of take to get your idea to begin to have customers? What is sort of the minimum that you can do? So minimum viable product, I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into a bit different. She says, look, plenty of ideas are born every day, but like 99% of these don't make business sense. And then 99% of those um, probably never progress past the first couple of steps. Mm. Um, so take your time, work it out, consider all the angles, You know, work out what the customer journey is, work out what's going to cost you to get your MVP going. So mate, hit us with a reminder of the MVP from Lean Startup. So the MVP is called the minimum viable product. So if you've got this big, big, I guess, business idea or a business case, you can have some things that are assumptions and some mm. things that are facts. Mm. So these leap of faith assumptions you want to tackle and I guess test out as early as possible. So this will be building a, a very small product to test an idea and then with the results, I guess you iterate and iterate and then as and then you build your product on top yeah. of this minimum viable product. Basically, if you've got this idea and you think, oh, I've got this awesome business, it's going to cost me $10 million to build over 10 years, that's a stupid idea. It's mm. like, do something that's going to cost you 100 bucks to make in the next... 10 days yeah. and test that before you go spending 10 years of your life and, and $10 million. So, Mate, we've, we've both done it. You, yeah. might spend, <laughs> oh, yeah. you might spend six months building something yeah. when in reality all you needed to do was build a landing page and then just maybe spend 20 bucks on Facebook ads to see if actually people want what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. She talks about the business model canvas, which is I guess a uh, relatively well-known um, concept, but basically there's a whole bunch of questions you need to ask. What is your value proposition? What are the problems you are solving? What are you, will, uh, what are you wanting to sell who are you wanting to sell it to who has a problem where are these customers who else is already tackling these problems for your customers how will you contact customers what sort of relationships do you need yeah yeah phenomenal man another big thing she talks about is having the the need for a budget there might be Mm. big lifestyle adjustments you need to make so for naomi it took 10 years before she started paying herself a salary yeah, exactly. You get a, plenty of sacrifices along the way. Mate, another sick quote I liked, Zig Ziglar. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Yeah, phenomenal. Love that. Bit good, of Zig. The big Zig dog. <laughs> the Zig. Mate, we'll have good. to do a Zig Ziglar book at some point for yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll get him on as well. But yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on anyway. Go to his grave. Uh, something I really liked, man, was how she she talked about a study by the Founders Institute and in the part, clever no, cunning yes. So the Founders Institute, they they surveyed 35,000 people trying to find the correlation between IQ and entrepreneurial success. Mm. But what they found out was there's absolutely no yeah. <laughs> no correlation between IQ and success. The biggest impact was on the person's ability to take accountability and responsibility mm. for what they're doing. Yeah, nice. She talks a lot about, as part of that accountability, responsibility and resilience like failures. They're going to happen you need to work out if it all goes pear-shaped. What's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, you know, you've got a few options. You got to give up, give in, or give it everything. I like that one. And basically, she said that look, there's going to be failures, but use them as great lessons. Like, it could be an expensive exercise, so make sure you get a big lesson out of it. She says that you know, listen to what other people have to say. People who've done it before. But don't embrace their fear. So hear what they have to say, but assess that info for yourself and work out, you know, use it, but don't let it stop you from doing anything. And she says, perhaps the first step in getting ready to soar is simply accept, understand, and maybe forgive yourself for all the mistakes you're about to make and then just get cracking. Mate, it's a bit like a Daring Greatly, which we previously reviewed. Mm. And, you know, who you take your advice off, do you take yeah. it off the person in the arena? Yes. Or are they a little bitch sitting in the stands <laughs> full exactly. of fear? 
Yeah, um, exactly. Don't listen to those people. Listen to the people who are actually out there having to crack <laughs> yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. And even someone who has done it before and says, nah, this could never work, just because it didn't work for them, like use that, learn from their mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes, but yeah, mm. um, don't let it stop you if you still think it's a good idea. Mate, chapter three is the life of an entrepreneur. Yep. For you. The first quote here is, want to fly? You've got to give the stuff up that holds you down. Yeah, nice. Bang. Um, yeah, sick. Yeah. She says you can be a victim of your circumstances or you can choose your future. So, it's all about just taking control. Um, but, you know, being an entrepreneur isn't for everyone, essentially. Yeah, she says for a lot of people, they might think that just enthusiasm alone and following your passion mm. alone might be enough but and working hard is enough. But in reality, if you don't listen to your customers, then you're not going to do very well. So just because just you're working hard and you're enthusiastic really doesn't mean shit to, to the customer or the person you're selling to. Yeah, yeah, sick, mate. There's a few reality checks she gives here. You know, she says, firstly, don't expect overnight success. She said it took her two months and four days to make her first sale. She loves optimism, positivity, enthusiasm, but, you know, don't let that sort of blind you and no one achieves every goal. There's plenty of things out of your control external that you can't, um, you can't control. So she also says, look, it's not all about you. Look at the numbers that say something. Uh, don't get overexposed. Don't get overcommitted to a, an idea. New is not always better. Stick at it. Don't keep jumping around to new things mm. just when something's not Give something a chance to work. Realize when it's not working, but don't think after a week that you cooked. So yeah. give it a chance to work, but also keep in mind if it's not working, when's, when's the time to when's give it right. up? And maybe the, the book, The Dip's a good one for that. Mm. She has final checks before you, you make the big launch mm. to make sure you're not being compulsive. The first thing you need to do is double check that it's viable. So how, understand how you're going to make your money. Is it product sales, service fee, subscription, rent, licensing, or advertising? Two, look in the mirror. Don't know what she meant by that. Just look in the mirror and... Yeah. <laughs> Work out what you're doing. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you're looking good. Three, get some savings behind you. Four, have you gathered a brains trust? So make sure you've got some good people to give you advice and you, you yeah. lean on your different ideas. In both good times and bad. And number five, have a backup plan. She talks a few times throughout the book of thinking about what's the worst case scenario mm. And make sure that you you have a plan B or a plan yeah. Z. Like yeah, if it all goes to shit. If it all goes to shit, you can just sleep on your mum's couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and essentially just start. So the next section was uh, preparation. And she's got chapter four and chapter five of what you need to thrive and what you need to survive. I thought that should have been the other order. Survive first and then thrive. Yeah. But anyway, thrive is first. Mate, she, she wrote the book for the, the authority, not the content. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she's no, good. She says, uh, I really like the start out. She says, don't look at a leader. So some of us always compare ourselves to some mm. of the big dogs rolling around. She said, don't look at a leader and think they have it all sorted out. Their lives are not perfect. They might be going through some kind of financial crisis, family problems, health issues. Comparing yourself to them without the full story is not mm. constructive because when we see them, we only hear about the good, the yes. good things that are happening to them. Yes, yeah, so true. And she talks a little bit about the imposter syndrome and that you need this positive mindset, but there's going to be a point where you think that I'm not good enough or everyone's better than me or something. So you need to be in the right headspace, you know, either have someone to give a call to cheer yourself up or give yourself a good talking to uh, and don't just think that everyone's better than you because as you said, mate, there's all there's plenty of things going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. Yeah, fucking oath. There's a big part, a big theme in this chapter that I, that I got was uh, all about finding your courage. She says, mm. and there's another good quote here, is courage is not the absence of fear but the triumph over it. Nice. 
And with that, bravery is the ability to confront pain, danger, attempts, or intimidation without any feeling of fear. But courage is the ability ability to undertake an overwhelming difficulty or confront pain despite the imminent and unavoidable presence of fear. Sick. So the fear is there. That's sick. It's just like what you do with it after that. Yeah, I like that. And that's a big difference, as you said, between bravery is just thinking it's all good. But bravery is bad in this definition. Yeah, exactly. Courage is realizing there is potential for bad shit to happen, but doing it anyway. Because there's no doubt it is scary. And if you're not scared, then you're probably not uh, maybe pushing yourself hard enough, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Man, she talks, she gives a whole bunch of things here that I guess what you need to thrive in terms of positive mindset, the mindset that you need to start a business. You know, you need to believe in something that hasn't been done before. You need to be prepared to be wrong. You need to be prepared to be unpopular because people might not agree with it. You know, you need to be able to turn things down. Don't just jump at every opportunity, pick the right ones. Be able to ask for help, be able to get over it if things don't go your way, be able to apologize, uh, be able to do the work and essentially, yeah, just get stuck in and do it. Yeah. And that mindset stuff can come in real good handy in, does that make English sense? I'm not too sure. No, it didn't. But yeah, come in handy when uh, (laughs) when you have some kind of challenges. She talks about something like the global financial crisis or if you're going through scarcity, say if your business doesn't have... much funds, but mm. if you've got the right mindset, scarcity means you need to innovate and come up with a creative solution. Whereas if you've got the wrong mindset, then you're, you're probably just going to get cooked and start just blaming everyone. Yeah, nice. Man, there were three quotes that I pulled out. These weren't quotes from someone else. These were like just from within the sentences I really liked mm. um, from Naomi herself. Uh, and these were the ones I, I think I chucked up on the, the Instagram and the, the Twitter during the week. So what you will learn on Instagram Mm. We're having a, I don't know, I think it's going all right, we'll have a crack. Yeah. Uh, but she said here, uh, everyone will have an opinion, but no one is an expert. So that's important that everyone's got, a, I think there's another quote, everyone's opinions like assholes, everyone's got one, most of them stink. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she also said, an idea is not a single thing, uh, it does not happen in isolation, it's something that grows and germinates over time. And she also says that a great idea is worth nothing if you're not prepared to take a risk to make it a reality. Mm. Mate, there was another quote from, I think from, uh, it was from, I didn't write down who it was, but if a, if a window of opportunity appears, don't pull down the shade. Mm. So I love it. Mate, chapter five, what you need to survive. Yeah, so I guess this, this does link into what you were just saying before. And the, um, the businesses are 1% ideas, so you might have all, mm. all these ideas, and then 99% execution. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just because you've got an idea, it means pretty much jack shit. It's a common thing, man. There's like yeah. a lot of people come up to you, oh, this awesome business idea. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. it might be a good idea. Yeah. But then, you know, it means jack shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, they, if they're not doing anything about it, it means nothing. Mate, the other one is like, if some new business starts or some new product and someone says, oh, they stole my idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that. <laughs> and they, mate, it's almost never the case. Yeah. And like, if you had the idea, you could have done something about it. A bloke it. was telling me a few weeks ago, he said, oh, I got this idea for, oh, sorry, about last 12 months ago, he yeah. said, I got this idea for this app. They can look at a plant and then come up with what the plant is. He's got no background. It's a great idea. He's got no background. (laughs) Anyway, Google ended up doing it. He's like, oh, Google stole my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Shook my head. (laughs) That's funny. Mate, so a few other things she said. It's never just that good idea. Uh, She says, you know, don't ask, will it work? But ask, do I want it to work? So understand your personal drivers. It's not about the money. You need a bigger reason than that. If, you know, if you think that there's the only reason to do this is money, you need something, something greater. Um, than that invest in yourself take time to learn and grow trust your instincts basically there's no silver bullet and thomas edison said look most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work yeah 
good stuff. And there's, there's old rules of work she talks about and then there's new rules. So work is changing and, and kind of evolving itself. So the old rules of work is it's nine to five. Mm. You've got a full-time job with benefits and you work for the money and you commute to work every day. Where the new rules is work can happen anywhere in the world, wherever you are. You're available at any time. You go from gig to gig, project to project, and you work for passion as opposed mm. to just money alone. Yeah, sick. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Man, she says that if you hear the phrase, this is how it's always done, then there's so much opportunity to disrupt it and it's happening everywhere, as you say, with you know Uber and Airbnb, but also within work itself. Yeah, exciting times. If you want to get into business for the first time, I don't think there'd be any other time I'd love to be, yeah. to be around. It's fucking sick. Mate, one last thing from this section. She talked a lot about finding a partner. And so if you're looking for a business partner, you need to work out, like it's, it can be lonely if you're on your own, but balance your strengths and non-strengths. Debate is good. Realize that you're not always right. You're probably going to be right half the time and they're going to be right half the time. Um, have self-awareness. Work out at the very start. Be very clear who is doing what and also be very clear who is putting in what. You know, you can put in money, you can put in time, you can put in energy, promotion, mm-hmm. connection, be clear. Um, about who's doing what. And whoever you start with, she says it's really important to have a, a shareholders agreement. Mm. So you might think because you're mates and you shook hands that mm. it's good enough, but down the track, it, you're going to wish you you, uh, you put it down in writing because she says she sees it so many times that they you know, just a verbal agreement. Yeah. It, the goalposts get blurry and things yeah. might change over time. So you need it to be really specific and have it in writing for yeah, the record exactly. forever. And the further in that you get, the more blurry it becomes. You've got mm. to get it. It's, it could be an awkward conversation to have, but you've got to get it clear from the start. Mate, part three of the book, which is very much in Naomi's domain, is yeah. pitching and it's all about funding and getting investors and how to do all yeah. that kind of jazz. Yeah. Um, I don't have a... This is the stuff I had the least amount... Four, but basically in terms of funding, she says you need to ask yourself two questions. One, do I want an investor? And two, do I need one? So some of the positives of getting an investor is they can bring guidance, focus, innovation, new ideas, connections, um, a sense of responsibility. They can bring their reputation, the best people, obviously money, and also just essentially a way to grow bigger faster. Yep. So there's different type of funding options that you can get. And some of them is, is debt funding, which is getting a loan from just the getting bank. a loan from the bank. Uh, suppliers, so you can get the the option of they pay you pay them after you've got the product. I don't know how many suppliers would like that. Yeah. Family or friends, so you be careful when you do that. Uh, or grants and government assistance, which is that'd be sick. There was a, yeah, there was also um, crowdfunding, strategic partnerships with other companies, and customer funded growth. So almost mm. like that MVP, using your profits to reinvest. Um, so there were alternatives to getting an investor because whilst we listed all the good things of an investor, there's plenty of bad things with coming with an investor as well. And that essentially, once you bring an investor on and someone's just got their money in there, uh, you're pretty much responsible to them because they've got their money in there. You can't do things slowly. You can't just take your time. You, you, it's all almost all becomes about the money then. Mm. And you're going to probably have different ideas than what they have because you're in the business whereas they just see it as a, a way to make money. Yeah. Yeah, pre- prior to this book, man, I didn't really know much about the funding ecosystem, which he ex- she explains pretty well. So the seed funding is actually 10000 to 100000 and this is when the business is in the idea stage. Proof of concept funding is between 100K and 300K. And that's enough to build a prototype or an MVP, I guess, mm. at that scale. At a big one, yeah. Angel funding, which is the next level, which is 100K to 2 mil. Series A is between 2 mil and 15 mil. Then you've got the big pup of the IPO, which is 10 mil to billions. Yeah, nice. Um, perfect pitch was the seventh 
and final chapter. And basically, she gives, I've just got a few lists here. I've got a list of what to do when you're pitching, the steps of how to pitch, and then the danger signs. Mm. Um, that were my three things. So yeah. she says, basically, research who you're pitching to, understand your customers, know your numbers, understand your cash flow, speak investor language, deal with the details, talk about the journey, tell a good story. Yeah. That's pretty much everything you need. So one of the biggest problems she comes into is pitching on hope. So all these hope. Yeah. And when you... And there's a, she does all the steps, and I think you can read the book if you want to figure out some of the. I'll give the steps. Give the steps. Yeah, no, we got time. We'll give the steps. Step one, uh, get in the right headspace. So be yourself, but don't exaggerate. Step two, tell the customer story. So describe the problem, and then show your solution. So I guess that's on the the hope part. So if you're telling the story to the to the investor, don't don't be all about hope. Take them on a journey, trying to instill as much emotion as you can yes but at the same time have as many facts and figures yeah. as well so stir up emotion plus facts equals yeah. fuck yeah. yeah yeah i like that that's a good that's a good equation <laughs> that's, my, that's my equation not amy no, so no. <laughs> once you've described the problem and how you solve it, you need to state what you want like why do you need an investor um and it shouldn't just be because you because you need the cash um, you know, you can show a demo, make sure you're relatable. And the important thing is to thank people at the end uh, and give them time to give you feedback, ask questions, and don't get defensive. They're not saying you're wrong or anything. They're just asking to clarify. And it's basically free advice from a fucking awesome expert. Mm. So take it all on board. Work out what the questions are because if they're asking the questions, probably someone else is as well. Mm. And yeah, use it as a great learning opportunity. Yeah. And mate, the, the last thing is the danger signs that Naomi says that if she hears these, it's pretty much an instant no. So some of the things are, you know, we're about to hit our hockey stick growth moment. Um, <laughs> we're giving you the opportunity to get in early. Uh, we need to build the market because that's going to take a lot of time and energy and, and money to educate people. There is no one like us, which is bullshit because everyone's got a competitor. We've been doing this for a long time, which is sus because how come you haven't been successful yet? We need investment because we need the cash. That's obviously bad. And the, the worst one is like there's billions of potential customers and we only need 0.001% of them to become millionaires. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so, so bullshit. Mate, the final quote of the book for me, Mae West, I don't know, I think she was an actress. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Mm. That's it. That's what it's all about. And I think that was one of the, my favorite themes of the book is, yeah, you only got one life. You might as well give it a crack, have a go. Even if you're scared, it's better than being just a little bitch yeah. in the stands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mate, so what's, mate, there was plenty of juice in there, plenty of things to take away. I'm just not sure who the, um, the target reader is, but there's plenty of good shit in here. And Naomi's a beast, so looking forward to she speaking to her. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those books, there is some good cream in it. Yeah. 330 pages, yeah. maybe not necessary. Correct. Bring it down to 120, yeah. give us some cream, yeah. and then we'll be on our way. Love it. Let's yeah. have a sing. Sing it. Get ready to soar with Naomi Simpson. Get ready to take off air. Take off your clothes and jump off the cliff. We're gonna soar, we're gonna soar some more. Sometimes it's good to start a business, but not everyone can be an entrepreneur. Just go out there and soar, just have a crack and jump, jump. Take the first step. Which is just starting Realize that you're gonna make a lot of mistakes Whoa. on the way Forgive yourself for those mistakes Whoa. And get out there and start Whoa. Have the courage, not the bravery I'm Oh sorry. yeah, yeah I'm sorry. fear and I'm do it anyway I'm ready to soar I'm ready to soar Fucking soar We need to 
then survive You might need some funding from an investor But don't be a cunt if you want their money Don't be a cunt, just so Tell people what they're talking about. And why do you need the money? Just go on shark tank and get lots and lots and lots of money and so just 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 so